Hi, this is Kara from the Pure Rock Shop, and today we have Nick Perry on the line to discuss his band's new album, Sun Via. Hi, Nick. How are you doing today? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm doing very well. Great. Well, I'm glad to catch up with you. I can't tell you how awesome it was to catch you guys open for the Struts a few weeks ago at the drive-in in Butler. It was my first concert in many months, and so happy to be out listening to live music again. Well, I'm really glad that we got a chance to cross paths. It, it was, uh, you know, also for us, very exciting. We hadn't played a show since December of 2019. So, um, you know, going into those two shows with the Struts in Philly and Butler, there, there was a tremendous amount of excitement for us to be able to, you know, do what we do. It's like, it's a like half of what we do is writing and recording, and then the other half is playing live. So without that, 50% of the equation, it's a little lonely, you know what I mean? So uh, sure. it was definitely so great to, to be out there. So what has it been like to try to support an album during such uncertain times? Um, you know, obviously getting creative with drive-in shows. Um, what are some of the other things that, um, you know, fans can look forward to you guys as you um, promote this new release? Well, to be honest with you, you know, I feel very fortunate that it was just... I guess luck that the timeline worked out the way it did for us specifically, because I've been working on the album. The album took two and a half years to make, which is a long time. Mm -hmm. And it was a little bit frustrating at times because, you know, if you had asked me last year, I would have been like, I would have hated the timeline that we were on, but it, to have the album completely done and in the bag, just as things were starting to lock down was a total blessing because it gave us, you know, the ability to kind of close the book on the recording process and really ramp up, you know, the, you know, the process that we're now, which is sharing it and, and getting into the actual album cycle. Obviously it's not an, an ideal time during a pandemic to be promoting anything, but I do think based on the response that we've gotten globally, which was overwhelming, I do think that people are enjoying the music and are glad to have it. And if we can, you know, even put five minutes, uh, if someone hears the song on the radio, or 40 minutes if they sit down to listen to the album, if we can put five minutes or 40 minutes of joy into someone's life right now during such a trying and intense time, then for me, it makes it all worth it, you know? So, um, number one, I'm just grateful that we had the album done in time to, to get it in the works and get it out to people uh, while everything has been locked down. Number two, to answer your question more specifically, we're doing everything that we can to keep moving forward. You know, we did a, a full band, full production album release show, which was live streamed all over the world. Um, unbelievably, like 36,000 people tuned in, which blew our minds. Mm -hmm. But that, that that's available for people to go back on YouTube and Facebook and watch at any time. Um, but I've been doing a variety of live streaming stuff um, acoustic stuff from my home studio, uh, Instagram takeovers, been doing stuff with Gibson guitars, working with a lot of radio stations. I'm doing a thing with, um, the riff in Detroit tomorrow night, uh, Instagram live. So, you know, just, I, I think as long as we're in this period, you know, you expect to see more live stream, more, you know, live from home kind of things. Mm -hmm. And, drive-ins as long as you know the weather will hold out 
Sure. And, you know, your sound is very retro. So I think it translated very well to the drive in atmosphere. I was curious to hear a little bit about um, what some of the influences have been for you personally, um, you know, writing for this album. Well, that's a good question. I mean, to be honest with you, you know, for people who know my story, I, I, I've been doing this a long time. I got signed when I was 16 years old by Clive Davis. Uh, I call it joining the circus because that's what it was <laughs> like. Um, so even though I'm still a young guy, I've been doing this for close to 20 years. So, right. uh, you know, I've had a lot of influences over that time. But this is my first album ever under my own name, having made it 100% the way I wanted to make it so in 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 one sense it is my debut record and you know what they say it's like you have your whole life to write your debut record and then six months to write your second record right so it's like <laughs> with that in mind you know uh a lot of these songs were written you know in the last few years but some of them were written five years ago there was one song that's 10 years old there's one song that's 13 years old and so really i was pulling from my present and my past kind of black book of, of, of song ideas and, and, and songs that were inspiring to me and stuff that I always wanted to share. Um, as far as influences go, you know, I, I think, and I've been talking about this a lot in the press, so I've kind of got it nailed down, but I, I think I've got kind of like three main uh, branches of a tree, if you, you know, metaphorically speaking, right? That, okay. that like really hooked me. And, and one of them is, of course, all the stuff that came out of the UK, which was inspired by old American blues, but but all the kind of British blues that came out of the UK um, in the 60s and 70s. And, and I put Hendrix into that category because he broke from the UK. Uh, mm -hmm. But Cream, you know, Eric Clapton, sure. Led Zeppelin, The Who, you know, all those great kind of British classic rock bands, Pink Floyd, although we're, I'll talk about them separately in a minute. But but kind of the British the British rock and roll blues boom that's a huge influence on me and has always been um the other influence offshoot of that is all like the psychedelic stuff that that you know pink floyd and uh and all the other music that kind of came from that sort of like mind expanding thing like you know uh, even even dipping into you know what i consider today's pink floyd which is like radiohead you know i'm, I'm very into radiohead i'm mm -hmm. very into um, uh, a band called Ours, uh, you know, just just stuff that's exploring more, you know, sonically forward-thinking stuff, right? So that's the second branch. And the third branch, which is wildly different but makes sense in my world, is, is I ended up marrying a California girl, even though I'm from Philly. Okay. And I spent a lot of time in Southern California, and not only in L.A. and Orange County, but uh, the Yucca Valley, Joshua Tree, Palm Springs, Palm Desert, and really got infused with all the music that came from there, from the Birds to the Burrito Brothers and Crosby, Stills and Nash, and obviously the Eagles. You know, there was a whole scene that came from there, and and that has sort of found its way, Beach Boys, that kind of found its way into my wheelhouse, too. So I think, like, part of what makes me tick is is stuff from both sides of the Atlantic and and you know the idea of just like taking people on on some sort of sonic journey so um I think that kind of sums it up I know it was a long-winded okay. answer but that's okay 
And I think, you know, that that all seems to ring true from what I heard of you guys live. And you even um, played a little bit of Pink Floyd for us, you know, not too much because that would kill your whole opening set. But, um, you know, you can definitely feel that vibe, um, the psychedelic vibe. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think we did a little In the Flesh, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The intro from The Wall, yeah. Right. I, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we did a little that there. Yes. So, um, for those who aren't familiar with, you know, your career, um, you know, starting very young, um, give us a little snapshot of, you know, the other bands that you've been with before this, um, debut solo, um, you know, named release, Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. Um, tell us what you've done before this. Well, I unbelievably, you know, against all odds, uh, my high school band got signed by Clive Davis and like, you know, we toured the world and sold half a million albums and, and had, you know, like a real career. And the name mm-hmm. of the band was Silvertide. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of us from Philadelphia. And, you know, like I said to you before, I call it jo- joining the circus. One day I'm in Catholic school and the next day I'm on <laughs> tour in Japan. It, it was like, it was that fast. Wow. So I kind of jumped in both feet first and never looked back. Um, after, after Silvertide ended, I was 22 and I was like trying to figure out what I was going to do ended up moving to LA, taking a variety of hired gun gigs. I uh, went out for a year playing guitar for Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction. Okay. And um, played with a variety of, of artists, Matt Sorum from Guns N' Roses. I had a band with him. Um, I played a bunch for an artist named Dorothy, who, who is actually a current artist, hmm. um, a rock and roll artist named Dorothy. I did some stuff with my sister, who's also in the music business. Her name's Christina Perry. Um, played, like I said, with a variety of people, but I always had this longing to return to original music because that's how I started. Silvertide mm-hmm. was my band, and, and we had some, you know, some pretty decent success. Songs that were on the top 10, top 20, on, on the charts, on the radio. They, they were songs I wrote in my bedroom, you know? So, like, I always had that itch to just get back to writing my own music and, and doing my own band. And uh, I made an attempt at that with a band called Mount Holly. Um, but unfortunately, for a variety of reasons, mostly on the business side, uh, we're really unhappy with our record label. And there was a lot of bummer things that happened. Uh, unfortunately, that band kind of fell apart. But, um, you know, at that moment, I was like, you know, I just have to do this myself. I'm tired of being disappointed in people and band members and record labels and managers. And I really just needed to do something, get something going totally organically from my heart and my soul and just let whatever comes come later. But but get the art right, you know, okay. so that's when I really sat down and just decided I was going to do it my way. The, the, the first session for this record was December 1st, 2017. Okay. So like I was a long time ago, it was two and a half years. And, and over the two and a half years, you know, some amazing things have happened, but it's been a slow, long burn, um, a slow, gradual build of putting together a new team, putting together all the ingredients to really make this thing what I want it to be. I, I'm happy to say I'm, I found all the pieces. I mean, as, as you saw, it's firing on, on all yeah. cylinders. I've got a great team, business team, but it is 100% independent still. So it's like I, I own and control all of it, and it feels great to have that freedom so I can make my own creative destiny, if you will. 
And, um, you know, the album came out to, uh, I would say, some pretty impressive, you know, critical and commercial success. It was mm-hmm. a debut on iTunes, and we just got the Nielsen charts, sound scan charts yesterday. Uh, it was top 20 in new artist albums and top 40 of the current rock albums in the U.S., which for having no record label, I think yeah. is pretty awesome. Congratulations. So, thank you. I'm, I'm very grateful. I, you know, if it's one thing I've learned in this business, you know, still, still standing, it means something. Sure. Um, it, it really, it really has the tendency to burn people out. And I'm grateful that I'm still not only standing, but as inspired and like vigorously excited as I am. I don't know why, you know, sometimes my wife will look at me and be like, I can't believe you're still into this. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't know what else to be into. You know, yeah. this is what I do. It's who you are. It's who I am, yeah. yeah. So I wanted to ask you, you know, we saw you with a full band at the show with the Struts, and I think I saw something about you doing a trio at the upcoming shows where you're opening for Blackberry Smoke. Can you tell us a little bit about what to expect there? Well, to be honest with you, it's going to be brand new for me. Um, I've been playing with the full six-piece band you know, pretty much the whole time. Um, but for some logistical reasons, which, you know, we don't have to go into, it just made more sense to kind of trip in and do these shows at, in a trio format. Now, luckily, Cream, uh, Eric Clapton, uh, Jack Bruce, Ginger Baker, that's like one of my favorite bands mm. of all time. Okay. I've always, I guess, you know, thought it would be cool to do a trio like that. And when it came, you know, time for us to make this decision of, of how we were going to do these shows, I thought, you know what, let's just try this. You know, I can sing the songs and with a great bass player and drummer, which I'm lucky enough to have, uh, I think that they'll still come across. It's going to be a more stripped down thing, but I think mm-hmm. it's going to rock, you know. Um, uh, we've done one rehearsal so far. We've got two or three more coming up before we leave for the tour. Um, but even just based on the first rehearsal, I don't think anyone has anything to worry about it. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna rock. Cool. So, um, the local show here will be September 12th at the Starlight Drive-In, um, with Blackberry Smoke. So, um, local listeners definitely have something to look forward to. I know it's challenging to plan right now. Um, after this string of dates that you have at the drive-ins, do you have anything else in the works? You know, I'll say that we have a lot of stuff that's pending, but I can't confirm any of it. I, I think there's so much that's still up in the air. Sure. I mean, the only guarantee is that I'm definitely going to be working and, and, and doing as much as I can. Um, but as far as are there any dates confirmed, booked and on the schedule? No. Okay. But there's a bunch of stuff that's that's pending. And I would just encourage people to, you know, follow us if, if they like what they hear and they want to follow the journey, you know, get on board, join the mailing list, follow us on the socials and, and get ready because the ride is beginning now. It's not the end of the ride. It's the beginning of the ride, you know, and we don't know what it's going to look like up ahead, but we know, you know, we're going to do our best to make it fun and, and awesome. Great. Well, thanks so much, Nick, for joining us today. Um, I'll make sure we share the link to your mailing list and, um, and information on the new album um, with everyone so they can um, check in and keep track of what you guys are up to. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate the support. Sure, no problem. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.